I think that people don't just become terrorists overnight. I think that it is far from just having ideologies too. I think that even though that might be the very first thing usually quoted, but deeply hidden and later to be found out upon investigations on how they got involved will be issues relating to family fractures, what was happening in school and in their personal lives, discriminations, and even yearnings for revenge. But this is a bitter truth no one is ready to listen to. I mean, the idea that someone became a terrorist because their homes were destroyed as a child or because they lost their loved ones in a crisis is too much for us. So we concentrate on the bigger picture, the one thing that covered everything, ideology. And no one is asking what exactly made the person susceptible to such ideologies in the first place. I'm Yemi Siojo and this is What We Made Of Chaos, episode 9. On today's episode of What We Made Of Chaos, we will be discussing with a mental health specialist, Dr. Isaac Olufadewa, on the issues of mental health among war children in internally displaced people's camps in Nigeria and his experiences carrying out a mental health intervention project in some of these camps. I am Dr. Isaac Olufadewa. I'm a medical doctor. Um, I'm also a master's graduate. I finished, um, I graduated from Pan-African University for my master's degree. I finished from the University of Ibadan, Medicine and Surgery. I really got into research during my master's degree. I'm currently, I would say, more of a global health researcher, especially looking more about inequities that affect vulnerable populations and historically marginalized groups. I am also the executive director of Slomara Health Initiative, where we take healthcare information okay. and um, IDP camps in Nigeria. So the project, the name of the project is the Integrated Development and Peace Project, basically. And um, just like the name stands for, so it's like an integrated project that looks at how can we use health education, peace education, and also leadership education for young people in the IDP camp. So, and so we've, we have worked with the new Kuchingoro IDP camp in Abuja, Northern Abuja. Nigeria. Okay. Yeah. We have also worked with the Durumi internally displaced persons camp in Abuja. There we give them, uh, we use sports you know, as a tool for development. Uh, we have um, health education classes with them in the schools. We also you know, give them mental health you know, lessons before sporting activities. So it has really been a very nice and um, interesting project, which had to be paused due to the COVID-19 um, the COVID-19 pandemic, but before then, we have gone there virtually almost every week. So it's not wow. just like a one-off event. Yes, wow. to give them this. So we have uh, Slum and Rural Health Initiative has dedicated two volunteers who work in the schools as volunteer teachers, giving them physical health education on a regular basis. So what was the experience like for you with the yeah. I, I, you know. 
So I think stepping into an IDP camp really makes me really, uh, will I say, value the thing called life. Um, also really makes me take things into perspective and uh, also really gives me that hope and that inspiration that people would definitely uh, would join in to promote, you know, healthcare to, you know, help people in that are vulnerable. And we saw these little children like running towards you and saying, "Oh, cool, I like your shoes." And I think that statement still is still stuck in my mind to today. Wow. And I didn't have another pair of shoes. I mean, if I did, I would have probably just removed my shoes and said, "Where are you? Take it, you know." And then, you know. So I wanted to start by asking you um, why the IDPs first of all, and what inspired you to do it. Uh, definitely like why the project you understand the fact that what the menace of Boko Haram terrorism has caused and how uh, people really suffer from various forms of uh, mental health you know, mental health you know, disorders as a result of that and the people that are most likely to suffer from this you know, are people in the IDP camps so I think this is really critical because of you know most of them really have this post-traumatic stress disorders, uh, which we call um, PTSD. You know, based on the you know violence they've experienced, uh, you know the loss, you know the all the way you know their life really turned out you know after due to the crisis, and really became really clear that man's greatest need, or will I say greatest one of man's greatest needs, is the desire to be loved. And um, yes, as much as it's good for you to, you know, give people gifts or, you know, give them things, I think one of the ways that people really feel loved and which would really promote um, mental health of these people is uh, when they, when you actually really spend time with them. So, you know, many of, some of them actually really face, you know, like what I call, you know, some of them are depressed. Some of them are really, really anxious of the future. And it's also some, you know, dynamics really attached, which we have like issues or um, pertaining to things like child labor, you know, and mm -hmm. some other, you know, complex issues, you know, interwoven into all that. So that's the real reason why we need to engage them and ensure that they are not only just getting health education, they also get to have peace education and uh, get to, you know, learn more about how they can really just take charge of, you know, their mental health and well-being. So definitely looking at these intersecting vulnerabilities, I mean, we went into the, uh, we decided that this project is best and adequately suited for the IDP camps. Okay, so we have, um, we started with the new Kuchingoro IDP camp in Abuja. And um, definitely we uh, we started uh, that was early last year, and then later we went on to the Durumi IDP camp in Abuja. What inspired that um, particular project? Okay, so uh, what inspired that is uh, we were talking during our meeting. So we have these regular volunteer meetings within different states, and during the meeting we had in Abuja. You know, talking with people and you know volunteers that we had, and like, okay, yeah. So, which project can we embark on in Abuja? I mean, somebody was like, wow. I mean, how can we really take uh, youth sports and health together? Because we had quite a number of volunteers who were in Abuja who were also doing their internship in NFF, that's Nigerian Football Federation. So, I mean, we're like, wow. 
that's such a very excellent way. It was an innovative way because this first time ever I'm going to be seeing, hearing, or you know, seeing something of you know, some people are using sports, you know, to improve healthcare and healthcare delivery. And from there, we, you know, we decided about wow. I mean, looking at sports and um, delivery of healthcare, which I mean, which definitely not just only promotes physical health and also you know promotes mental health. Which community or web is the best place to deliver such an intervention. So looking at all the vulnerabilities that I talked about earlier, we really saw that, I mean, the IHP camps are the best places, you know, the best place to, um, to, de- to deliver such an intervention. Lo and behold, it really turned out that we were really, we were right. You know, we, they wanted to come, they wanted us to come over and over and over again to deliver our intervention. And then, you know, the first day, I mean, after the first day where you have gotten permission from the leaders of the camp and, you know, people, uh, the um, major stakeholders. I remember when we had the sporting, com- the sporting competition, so we introduced football to the guys. We know yeah. they really love football. You know, yeah. it's a way of uh, what we call group therapy, you know, so we have this lessons sessions these mental health sessions and um, um phys- health education sessions before we do the sports and before we play the sports and um we remember that you know we bring all the sporting things football we bring the draft the chairs and all yeah. that things and i could remember that when we were leaving we were like yeah. uncle will you come tomorrow oh <laughs> so those those things like that and then, and then we got back because we really wanted to just see how this would go and then we got back like wow we really enjoyed this let's go every yeah. week and then <laughs> it's like to be, we're going like two two times a week wow yeah so that's how it has been really been run so it's, it's been so we integrated the program into the school session i mean so some of our volunteers will also be joining them right while doing mm. playing and you know so it's it became like a kind of one community you know while wow. conducting and while having the project itself so before we go for our games or before we go for the uh physical health you know we also do we have the lectures okay yes you know about you know good friendship you know about uh, about how to be good citizens you know you are doing about your responsibilities you know about you know so where we give them all these um, lectures and all this uh, educational information for them to really be able to, you know, and where they also ask their questions. And then, you know, because of the eagerness that, yes, we know what is coming, you know, next, which is, you know, sport and everything. So yeah. they get to, you know, really cooperate during the sessions. And, you know, you have and to answer the questions. The questions. <laughs> embedded into it. Yeah. They made a whole lot of, difference and we usually really have this chance at the end of our um our um, you know sessions where we say oh who are you you know they say yeah, i am they reply i am a champion wow we, you know, there's a call again are you a champion they say yes 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 yeah the way it is being done is that you know they hold their feast and then they do like uh i don't know maybe i've seen all those zero now or message score you know yeah like, but you know, that, that really footballer stuff so they do like yes 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 <laughs> just does much more than just motivate these people or also let them feel that they belong, you know. Yes. You know, we ask, we answer questions from the most interesting, the question you don't really believe that, you know, young people could ask, you know, to, you know, everything, you know, you ask questions like, oh, how can I be a doctor? Like, wow, interesting. Wow, we are actually asking things about, you know, as regards to this, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And you really be surprised how the how human potential, you know, how it's possible for them to also um, have a great life, you know, just using this um, innovative intervention which we have done. Yeah, indeed. In which way do you think their mental health has suffered the most from your interaction with them? Okay. Um, first is um, the thing about mental health uh, is the fact of um, usually it is not things that you can see on the surface. So usually, you know, many of these young people really miss their children, their parents, you know, some, for some of them whose maybe parents have been killed as a result of the insurgency or who cannot even just find their parents or, you know, who lost their parents and things like that. So it's that feeling of, um, I would call like um, loss of uh, you know, self-esteem or, you know, like we do not matter and things like that. You know, really, that really, really comes. You know, that really, really uh, affects them. So, in the angles for the young people, the area where they, you know, their mental health really suffers most is, you know, because most of them do not really get to experience those kind of fatherly, motherly love that they should experience. They should have experience. So they are robbed of, you know, that's that their yeah, you know that their yeah, childhood you know kind of pleasurable experiences that you know people a lot of people usually really have you know people you know, a lot of their yeah, colleagues usually really have you know and as a result they really really affect their confidence it's uh sometimes actually really you know make some of them really lose interest in you know, usual normal activities even some of the teachers will say that they don't even like coming to school so could, we could have, we could assume and, you know, presume, I don't know, these things are really causing some form of, you know, child de- depression, you know, among them, you know, which makes them, you know, just lose interest in, you know, other activities, you know, and that's why the, the intervention was just so important because it really just brought back, you know, that joy and that, yeah. you know, that energy, you know, and one, in fact, it was reported that the number of young people that came to school, you know, just increased just because of that, of the fact that they now have, you know, football, yeah. you know, physical. they now have all these games, yes, and yeah. physical activities. And everything was really pleasurable because, you know, sometimes you go outside and all of us are stretching, you know, and then we are doing, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven eight, nine, ten, you know, then change another style again, one, two, three, wow. you know, all that, you know, was a form of like kind of um, a group, a group more of, and then, you know, with our group sessions too, like group psychotherapy sessions. So, so those mm-hmm. things really um, helped in engaging and ensuring that like, you know, giving them that, giving them like at least, you know, if not all, but at least a bit of what a good child should, like. should look like yeah which is very should look like and i think i think that's a very very uh, crucial part of you know working and um, our intervention and what i've really observed from uh, what we did you know that's a big deal because uh, a lot of interventions are going on with the idps just a little very little has to do with their rehabilitation and mental health when as when I was displaced, I was a child. I couldn't even remember anything, yes. but I still have that 
It affected my relationship with people. It, it affected growing up because we're always moving from one place to the other. It affected me making friends with people. Even though I didn't realize it at the point, it was when I started having a good conversation with myself that I realized that these things affected me more than I, I knew. Okay, I went to a village and I was, yes. talking, I was talking to some of the kids about um, SDGs. And I was just trying to tell them like, don't you want to be a doctor? Don't you want to be a lawyer? And one of them, just seven, eight years old kids, one of them raised their hand and said, no, they don't want to be that, that they want to be soldiers because they wanted to destroy whoever it was that destroyed mm -hmm. their, their homes. They were kids. Now imagine children, yeah. children thinking that way. Mm -hmm. So th those kind of things, can we say it has to do with the mental health too? Yes. Um, I think you've raised a very valid point and I think it is um, very crucial that we address and have this kind of uncomfortable conversation. And why, um, why are these conversations uncomfortable? It's just the, you know, like say the human nature to want to um, take that revenge, you know, like, oh, tit for tat, you know, an eye for an eye, you know, a tooth for a tooth. So, um, and one of the things that really, really affects uh, or that, that, that affects or that causes things like that is when people have deep-seated mental health issues, you know, and um, helping people out with their mental health and psychological experiences give them a degree of freedom. These people become keep being robbed of their childhood, you know, and then lacks mental health support would most will be more prone to such a thinking and such a um a feeling that i must just take revenge i must just take justice for that and that is why you know usually they say that um like nature harbors vacuums so when they start vacuum of um feeling unloved vacuum of uh, flies a natural inclination for them to, I mean, want to be a soldier so they can kill the terrorists and everything. Yes, while some, maybe a few of that could be genuine, you know, based on their experiences, they really want to do this because of their passion and the importance which they have placed on being a soldier, you know, in a, in a sense where it is more of revenge than a passion to, for that profession, then there's an issue or there's a problem. And, um, that's the that's where the importance um, of mental health rehabilitation comes in, and that is where it's it's really really crucial to address these mental health issues such as PTSD, you know, such as depression, such as anxiety disorder, you know, after a very stressful event such as you know living you know where you live and you know just relocating and things like that, and probably fleeing your home, seeing your parents being shot at, you know, in front of you. I mean, those issues really compound and then, you know, makes, you know, can give these people PTSD. You know, people that suffer from this, let us look at it from this angle. Young children are not interested or young people are not really interested in school, you know, because they are just, you know, just lost interest in everything. You know, so they join the, usually we join the informal economy, you know, sometimes, you know, when they join the informal economy, because when things are really not going fine, they need to meet ends meet. They meet some friends who introduces them to, well, you know, but you cannot sell this drug and, you know, 
you make some money and then you know they sell drugs you know they start using drugs you know we have a situation where there's just this um let's say negative feedback mechanism or you know vicious cycle of you know they fall into depression uh, they lose interest you know they they work menial jobs you know they are you know introduced into social vices you know so in in essence we would have a situation where you know hurting people you know due to some underlying issues which people don't know of get to get to hurt people later on you know and that's even one of the things that uh, meeting some of the leaders, with, uh, which I also believe that, you know, if we do not introduce kind of intervention, you'll be surprised that people like this, uh, even, you know, in the IDP camps, would, could actually really become terrorists. So the only way yeah. to actually really rescue them, you know, is to give them the education that is needed to ensure that you inspire them a sense of life and a sense of worth. So those, the consequences are just really grave. In when we look at it from a very um, ego eye view, I mean, it's such a vicious cycle and such a yes. very um, can lead to some catastrophic events if you know mental health of these young people are not well taken care of. Well, thank you so much. This has become like a circle and it's just repeating itself because those people there now are not necessarily taken care of. They don't care about them. So when they grow up, they don't care. It's like evil becomes something normal because it was what they grew up with. They don't know another mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And unfortunately, of course, um, there's really been no coordinated effort to um, do any rehab- any form of rehabilitation. There's really no coordinated effort to do any form of rehabilitation for IDPs, especially for the children. People and government just give them food and clothing and and just stop there. Even education, it's it's not all the places. It's just very few that can get that education. Education, yeah, it's true. It's really bad. People like, yeah, so it's really important that, yes, we give, you know, we give them these gifts, we give them this stuff, you know, but I think, and I think one of the things that is really critical to the IHP camps is the aspect of their mental health, health. you know. So I've seen lots of organizations go into the IDP, give them all the sweets and candies in the world, you know, that have like 10 times the money or the finances or the funds that, you know, Slum and Rural Health Initiative has, you know, probably yeah. they have, you know, probably on millions of dollars, you know, to do projects like that. Yeah. But because we spend time with them, they really report a lot of satisfaction, you know, with our work with them so i was wondering if um you can tell me maybe in detail maybe well i don't know if that's possible but a moment of inspiration for you that is um a particular success story from your work so one of the girls uh, is in the idp camp i remember her um so we we actually really got there i think when we even brought spot he was you could really see that she was really, really down and not even really interested. She wasn't really interested in, you know, playing, you know, sports and things like that. We never really knew that. Like all her, the, you know, unknown Leonard, uh, um, Lionel Messi, you know, 
first is the you know probably the effect of you know being neglected or you know being you know just feeling vulnerable and everything so there was this day you know she just decided okay to play with us no okay so she she did quite well during the games and it was a day when we had like a competition okay so like we said oh person has caused the highest goal you know had a trophy and I had you know something to win you know on that day so um we had our competition where we were awarding in terms of oh, first place you know second place third place who is the man of the match who is the man of the competition who is the person of the competition um like say low and behold she actually really won our person of the competition um yeah so she won the uh she won the person of that person looking down cars looking down not feeling you know not wanting to play the activities and i remember her you know saying that she wants to play football or sports you know it was really funny because our other colleagues were playing scrabble and all wow. board games like ludo and you know you know, and then also the fact that she was a she, you know, dribbling boys and, you know, passing the ball and scoring those goals and, you know, everyone, you know, screaming her, you know, and she had this very, uh, what I call like a bugger kind of, you know, uh, trousers, you know, where her leg looks, looked like a toothpick, you know, you know, inside the trousers, which was really interesting. But the most important thing is that she was very functional and, you know, wow. we see the joy in her eyes, you know, and also, you know, when she took the medal, so, and everything, it was like a sort of celebration and everything. So she was like, wow. I mean, just really seeing her from that, uh, like I said, downcast, you know, downstage, and yeah. now seeing her, you know, winning such a, you know, such an our, our award, you know, and our medal, you know. I mean, I think that was just a very inspiring story for me, you know, and also really makes me understand that, you know, sometimes people just really need, uh, some people to just really encourage them to hold their hands. People just really need people that will walk them through it and a support group, you know, and a team that would motivate us to be at our personal best, you know. And that really brings us to the issue of, you know, there's really no health without mental health. So what do you think is lacking in IDP interventions, particularly now from your intervention in mental health and IDPs? What do you think? You know, something that is not just one person that can do it, something that has to be coordinated, government, national, international bodies, CSOs, NGOs, have to just intentionally investing when it comes to idps mm, okay so when okay so when it comes to what is lacking in idps mm, that's actually a really big question because i think many many things are kind of lacking in idps in nigeria i know many IDPs don't have you know, a good source of you know a nearby or close source of water so they have to use kegs and you know go long you know miles to get water so, uh, so I really think that that uh, sort of uh, monitoring and evaluation of programs, especially of maybe government programs or whatever programs that is currently being done in the IDP camps, has to be you know upgraded. So not just oh, somebody just uh, contracts being awarded on the decks in you know, the office and they're not translating into meaningful impact at the level of the IDPs. So that would be able to cover for basically 
things and projects, you know, that could have been done within the IDP camp. So some of them are really done, but, you know, they need to be upskilled, they need to be improved upon, they need to be, you know, they need to be, like say, um, yes, they need to be um, ensured that they are accountable for the progress that's being made, you know. You know, there are so many other things to like, you know, many of the IDPs too don't have like a healthcare center within, you know, like within a maybe 100 meters of their, you know, premise, you know, or something, or a primary healthcare center really functional around their area. But all these things are in place, you know, on paper. So monitoring and evaluation of programs really go a long way in ensuring that programs that should change the lives of IDP really do change the lives of people living in, you know, IDP camps. Thank you so much. I appreciate Dr. Isaac. Thank you for having me. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. That's all on this episode of What We Made of Chaos. Thank you for listening to this episode of What We Made of Chaos. Special thanks to our guests, for today's episode, Dr. Isaac Olufadewa, a mental health specialist. You can get the full transcript of this interview with Dr. Isaac and many other episodes on our website at www.whatwemadeofchaos.org. You can as well follow us across all our social media platforms at Made of Chaos NG and leave your comments and feedbacks. Thank you.